Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. You can wrap this one, my friend, in maroon and white. Ten seconds, nine, eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. Bingo! You're listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Covering Mississippi State sports like nobody else. It's Wednesday night, so you know what that means. It's Thunder and Lightning live here on Super Talk Mississippi. We are brought to you by our good friends down at Visit Vicksburg, the Vicksburg uh, Convention and Visitors Bureau. Visit Vicksburg. Dot com, my hometown, in my opinion, as fine a city as there is in all the land. We'll be telling you about some of the great stuff going on in Vicksburg throughout the show. I'm Brian Haydad. Thank you for joining me here on this Wednesday evening. Rhino down there in Studio X. He will uh, captain the ship, as always. Um, if, if, it would, if this was a Star Trek kind of th- a Star Wars kind of thing, I feel like I don't want to make you chewy, but I think you're kind of chewy right now. I've got to be honest with you. I think I'm Han Solo and you're chewy. I'm definitely hairy enough. I, 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 that's why I did. That's why it felt like it was low hanging fruit. I'll be honest with you. I didn't, I didn't know if I wanted to do that or not, but I guess that's that's kind of where we are. Thanks for joining me. Got a lot to talk about here on a, on a Wednesday. Uh, we got some baseball. Uh, it is opening week uh, for Mississippi State baseball, so we'll, we'll we'll cover that a lot in this show. But we will start. With hoops, and of course, no midweek game to speak of uh, for the Bulldogs. Uh, they, they, the 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 setup of the SEC ACC challenge going into the the out of conference uh, portion of the schedule, as opposed to being mid season like the SEC Big Twelve challenge was, has opened up this date uh, for everybody. Ole Miss was off last Saturday; they played last night. State was playing Saturday, so they're off this week. They don't play again until Saturday when they take on the Arkansas Razorbacks. That, that series with Arkansas is very interesting. State's had their number over the last five or six years. As good as Arkansas has been at times, they have had trouble with Mississippi State. Uh, but this is an Arkansas team that, quite frankly, has, has not been what anybody uh, would have expected uh, from them. They're, they're not good. They're just not a good team. Uh, their, their, their net is way down in the hundreds. Uh, they play Tennessee tonight, so they're likely going to be 500, 12 and 12 when they arrive in Starkville on, uh, on Saturday. And for whatever, you know, for all the, uh, you know, the success that Lane Kiffin has had in the transfer portal for Ole Miss football, Eric Musselman has had the opposite effect in Arkansas basketball. He brought in a bunch of transfers and, it just has not worked out. They have a lot of locker room culture issues, some of which we're like we can't get into on this show. But whatever whatever's going on, they're not winning games at the clip you would expect Arkansas uh, to win them at. And so for Mississippi State, you know, we we kind of said last week when this show aired uh, prior to the Georgia game that hey, State needs to win these next three games. They need to beat Georgia, beat Missouri, and beat. Arkansas, well, they've done two out of three, and now they, they, they await the Hogs on uh, on Saturday. And from their state has a chance, they have a chance to make it five in a row. If they can beat Arkansas, you look ahead to next week, they play Ole Miss at home, 
that was a very close game in Oxford. I, I the, the Ole Miss crowd did a great job. I think they, they, they were probably worth four or five points in that game. And I think you can get the same effect in Starkville. I think State can, can win that game at home. And then they'll travel to LSU, who is another team that's just not been good this year. They're sitting at 12-12. and 12. Uh, That should not be a very raucous environment. It might be raucous from a Mississippi State perspective because I'm going to be there. But other than that, uh, I, I don't expect you know a, a you know that that's not the old deaf dome of the past. You have a realistic chance, and it's not it's not probable. I wouldn't I wouldn't put my money on it or anything. But I think State's going to be favored in those games. They're certainly going to be favored this this Saturday against Arkansas. They'll probably be favored at home against Ole Miss, and they'll probably be favored, although maybe a, a small margin, on the road against LSU. And that would be a second road win to add to your resume. Uh, those those affect your metrics. Uh, State has a real chance if they can win convincingly uh, this Saturday, take a big jump in the net. They're currently 34 as we sit here right this second. A, a win of the same kind of magnitude that they had this past Saturday over Missouri, and you could be seeing a team that's sitting around 30-31 in the net. And at that point, if you can just kind of hold serve and stay in that area, you're safely in the tournament. You're not worried about Selection Sunday. You know that you're, you're just wondering what seed you're going to be. I think most uh, of your your bracketologists and your and all that kind of stuff uh, would would tell you that it states right now it's probably in the eight nine line. Uh, if they can finish strong, they can probably push up into the seven. I, I, six is they they would have to finish really strong. You know, you look at their last four games. I think there's they're all quad or they're three quad ones and a quad two. You have Kentucky at home at Auburn at Texas A and M. And then South Carolina home. South Carolina is the quad two game, even though the fact that they're leading the SEC. Um, I don't think they can push into the top thirty. I, the last thing I think they were forty two. They have they'd have to win a lot. They'd have to almost not lose again. I think uh, to get there. But regardless, you know, again that that loss to Southern it's, it's worth a seed. It's worth a, a line of seeding, and that's just something State's going to have to bear. But I thought State played really well uh, Saturday night against Missouri. I thought the Bulldogs. Defensively, we're very, very good. Now, let's not, you know, pat yourself on the back too much. Missouri is not a good basketball team. They're just not. Um, they've taken a huge step. It, it, they and South Carolina have kind of flip flopped. Last year, Missouri was the surprise team in the conference. South Carolina was really, really bad. This year, it's the other way around. Um, for whatever reason, Missouri just not good. I know they lost some players, but everybody kind of loses players. So you, you, you got to plan for that. Um, but state played well. They got offensive production from outside the Tolu-Hubbard hemisphere. Uh, Shaq Moore in double digits. They're, they're getting some, some production and some, some, some uh, uh, I don't can't think of the word production will just have to do, but from Keyshawn Murphy now that he's back in, in, in the roster. Um, Deshaun Davis is playing better. He's giving you a little bit more here and there. Uh, and then Hubbard and Tolu I mean, both played at a really good level. Cam Matthews uh, has really stepped up his game lately. Uh, these last two games, I think he's a plus 42, something like that, overall uh, in the games against Georgia and Missouri. He's doing everything on the uh, on the uh, on both sides of the court. There was a a, a graphic that I saw. I, I don't know exactly how this metric works, but they were called glue guys, guys who basically their their contribution doesn't just show up on the score. It shows up on the score sheet, but not the scoreboard. If that makes sense, and Cam Matthews was very, very high, as was DJ Jeffries, and that's another thing to consider with this game with Arkansas is you know the injury situation. Trey Fort, I think, has a chance to be back for this one. I don't know about Jeffries. 
I, I think you might rest him one more game and see if you can't get him back for Ole Miss. You would definitely need him in that game. Um, but, you know, we'll, that's just something we're going to have to kind of wait. I think, you know, Fort traveled to Missouri. Jeffries didn't. I don't think you travel unless you think you can play. So my guess is that Fort got up there, gave it a, a go, an early shoot around, and said, nah, it's, it's not right yet. But if he had felt all right, they might have dressed him out. And, and getting him back and getting another potential guy who can give you some points off the bench, that would be huge for Mississippi State. And then when Jeffries comes back, that'll be a big deal as well. Although I think Sean Jones has been – Sean Jones is basically giving you what uh, what DJ Jeffries would give you. You know, seven, eight points, four or five rebounds, some good defensive plays. You haven't lost anything with Sean Jones there uh, on the uh, in the starting lineup. So I think State's starting to come together a little bit. If they can get this win, they make it three straight wins. They're back to 500 in the conference. I, I feel pretty good about their chances the rest of the way. And, and you know, I think, like I said, I think they can win the next two after that. Ole Miss at home at LSU. And then, you know, that Kentucky, Auburn, A&M, South Carolina. Can you get two wins in there? I, I, I think you can maybe beat South Carolina at home. South Carolina is a good basketball team, but I think you can get them at home. And then I don't think you can win at Auburn, just as I sit here today. That, that's, that's a tough one. Um, but can you win either against Kentucky or at Texas A&M? A&M has been so up and down this year. Ole Miss was able to win there. A&M lost to Vanderbilt last night, incredibly. Uh, and then with Kentucky, I'll just go ahead and tell you my, my personal prediction that if you don't beat Calipari this year, and State's never beaten him, uh, you're never beating him. You're just, you're just never beating him. So because I don't think he's going to keep his job after this year unless he makes a monster run in uh, – in March, there's gonna be some big jobs opening this year. If Jans gets this team deep into March, you know you'll have to watch out for him. I know I've made a lot of comments about Chris Beard, and he'll be open looking at some of those jobs too. But if State can can make the second weekend of the tournament, teams are gonna to want to look at Jans too. And you see Ohio State just opened up. I think Kentucky might open up. I certainly think Louisville is going to open up. Uh, I don't know if Texas was gonna open back up because they just brought, just promoted their, their assistant coach there last year where they only gave him one year. But I know their fans aren't super happy about what's going on out there. UCLA could open up. Mick Cronin is not getting the job done there in Westwood. So something to watch. We'll see. I, I don't think Jans is going anywhere. I think he's happy here in Starkville. But, I mean, there are bigger and better jobs available. And if they, they come calling for Chris Jans, that could be the case. All right. We're going to switch over to baseball uh, when we come back, it is opening weekend. Let's talk about what we expect to see uh, from the Diamond Dogs when we get to Diddy Noble Field this Friday. You're listening to Thunder and Lightning live here on Super Talk Mississippi. We are brought to you by Visit Vicksburg. Trust Care is a proud sponsor of Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. You called down the thunder, well now you got it. Hour 
always try to give the music a second until I know what it is, and I don't. What is this in front of? Love Zone by Judas Priest. I like it. There's not a wide selection of Valentine's Day songs that are metal. <laughs> there are not. There should be. I mean, there's a whole heavy metal Christmas album. There should be one for Valentine's Day as well. Uh, Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi. We're brought to you by uh, Visit Vicksburg. Those folks want to remind you. I'm, I, 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 saw, I got the list here of things we're supposed to talk about. I'm going with this one first for, for apparent reasons. Vicksburg Catholic School, the 41st annual drawdown on the river at Levy Street Warehouse, February the 18th at 6 o'clock. Guests, guests will be able to bid on an expansive silent auction, over 100 items, trips, artwork, jewelry, electronics, tools, gift baskets, uh, drawdown tickets as well, 125 bucks. Each ticket gives you two meals and a chance to win $20,000. Plus, you're benefiting Vicksburg Catholic School, home of one Brian Haydad. I can't ever say my, I can't say my middle name because there's somebody looking for it. A friend of mine who likes to refer to everybody by their full name, he doesn't know my middle name, so we can't, I'm not going to give it up to him. So, uh, yeah, Vicksburg Catholic School, it's a, you know, that's, the, that's where I went. So I'm a big fan. Um, Mississippi State baseball is what we're going to talk about here. And we got the uh, the uh, rotation uh, on Tuesday. And uh, I, I won't lie and tell you that I wasn't surprised to see Nate Dome uh, there as the uh, as the Friday starter. Uh, was was surprised by that. Thought he, I, you know, love him. Think he's a very talented pitcher, but I thought he was going to be kind of a long relief, maybe even as a closer type guy to see him getting the ball first. I wasn't, I was surprised by that. Um, it shows that the coaches uh, believe in him and that, you know, the, the, the offseason talk with him has been that he developed a couple of more pitches because he knew that he couldn't just, he wanted to start and he knew that he had to develop some off speed stuff, a curveball, a change up. And so that's that was his focus this offseason. If they're giving him the ball Friday night, it must it means they feel confident that he's been able to do that. Kyle Steven is your stat, Saturday starter, and if you've not seen this guy yet, right on, get get a reaction from you. C H A L, like Cal Drogo, but his middle, his last name is Steven with a P H. Just Google him, and I mean, if that's not the most Mississippi State looking guy, if you want to, if you could put a picture of him on screen, I would appreciate that. I don't know if you can or not. Hate to put you on the uh, the spot like that, but he is a he looks like a Mississippi State Bulldog. I'll just put it that way. But he's getting the Saturday start, the transfer from Purdue, and then our guy Gerangelo on Sunday, the both handed pitcher uh, for Mississippi State, uh, will get the Sunday start. Two names I'm surprised weren't in there, and, and one of them I guess I shouldn't be too surprised. Carson uh, Ligon, the uh, the transfer from Miami, I think he's been battling some some arm issues throughout this uh, this off season, so that's that's a concern because that's a guy I think Mississippi State was sort of counting on to possibly come in and be a weekend starter and certainly be a big part of this rotation, but. Not, I don't know how much I expect to see him this weekend. I do expect to see Colby Holcomb this weekend, and that's the guy that I had my uh, my, my thoughts were leaning towards for for the uh, the opening night starter. But uh, he'll come out of the, the bullpen uh, to start. And, and quite honestly, just from a, a a velocity standpoint, he and Dome are they're kind of similar guys. Dome with a little bit little bit more heat than him. I think Dome can get up there in the ninety seven ninety eight, and Holcomb was probably more of a ninety five ninety six guy. But we're, we're splitting hairs, aren't we? You got the picture here. Look at this guy. Okay, that, that's even that's even he's grown a mustache 
uh, Rhino. So he is full Kenny Powers at this point. He, he I can't wait. The flow is incredible. Though. That's a, that's a great picture of him though. Um, so those are your, that's that's your weekend rotation for the Bulldogs. One other bit of news uh, is that David Marchand, Mississippi State starting shortstop, I think he's out for the weekend as well. I think he suffered an injury in the last scrimmage, which means the highly touted true freshman Dylan Cup will likely start there in the middle infield alongside Amani Larry. Um, Cup was the guy who I think was going to kind of force the issue anyway. He's too talented to sit on the bench. Uh, I, I didn't know if he would go to second, if he would go to short, if Marshawn might go to second. But with Marshawn out, and this, you remember he, he missed the beginning of the season last year uh, with with injuries. So you, hopefully he can get that that squared away and, and get healthy uh, because the Bulldogs are going to need him. I think he's a guy, we've talked about him a lot, that his, his leadership and, and what he brings beyond just this, the stat sheet uh, is something to, to keep an eye on there. So. That's a guy that I, I expect much uh, a bunch from, but I expect I'm excited to see Dylan Cup. I think he's a, he's an impressive young player. Uh, we got a text here about Bradley Lofton, kind of the same thing with with with, with Ligon that you know he's been battling some arm issues basically since last season. So hopefully, if he's healthy, he'll be a huge piece for Mississippi State. But they might they might try to take it slow with him. You know, this weekend playing in cold weather, they're going to take they're going to take their their as much care and consideration. Uh, as they possibly can. I talked to a, a, a source the other day, and they were talking about, like, we have to schedule the ba- the baseball game for four because we don't want to overlap with the basketball game. But with the high, and the low is in the 30s that night. I mean, it's going to be cold, and you, you know, that's when baseball injuries happen. So you, you, they got to be as careful as they possibly can this weekend. I expect to see Lofton play this year, though, and he'll be a big, uh, a big-time player uh, for, for Mississippi State. And so your, your starting lineup is kind of set, right? Oh, and one other uh, piece of information that we got today from, from Coach Chris Lamonis is that uh, Ross Highfill, who you would expect being a starting catcher, only available to hit this weekend. So I would expect him in that DH role. Uh, Joe Powell, a, uh, a senior uh, from Mason High School, and Johnny Long, the transfer from Pitt. I think Long probably ends up getting the, uh, the start there at catcher. For the Bulldogs, but the rest of the lineup is probably what I would expect to see most of the season. With Hines at first, Larry and Mershon in the middle of the infield, Logan Kohler, the Memphis transfer, over at third base, and in the outfield, I think Connor Hijacks in center with Bryce Chance and Dakota Jordan on either side of him. And then, like I said, with this weekend, Highfield probably gets the uh, the, the the nod at the DH once he's healthy. And once Marshawn is healthy, you probably see either Marshawn DH or Cup DH or Larry DH, whoever isn't starting out there in the middle infield. So I think it's it's key for State to have some some consistency in these lineups, especially in the early going. Last year, they could never get the right combination of guys in. They were moving guys up and down the lineup, and you know guys would sit a few games and then come back, and it, it just that you got to have consistency. I mean, if you go back to a couple years ago, I mean, you knew that Rowdy Jordan was leading off, and you knew Tanner Allen was hitting third, and you, I mean, you just knew where everybody was 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 in that lineup. And same with your rotation, you know, you knew Christian McLeod, Will Bednar, and then Houston Harding were going to be your starters, and, and that's just how it was. And so that's you know, when you have a good team, you can do that. Bad teams change the lineup around and 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 make moves and, and fiddle because they're trying to find the right fit, and it very rarely happens. I, I've talked about this on tomorrow's podcast, or maybe Friday's podcast. Spoiler alert, we had to record two podcasts today because Robbie's out of town tomorrow. Uh, 
but we talked about John Cohen in 2015. He had a different batting order every game for like the first 36, 37 games, something like that. And because he just couldn't find the right fit. And then, you, you know, you tinker and you tinker and you tinker. And, you know, baseball is such a mental game, especially as the way I feel about it, that guys have got to get in the lineup. They got to know where they are so they can lock in. And they can, they, they, when you make a bunch of changes, it, it never works. It just doesn't very, it very rarely works. Uh, as far as I'm concerned, so hopefully the, that that starting nine I gave you is you know that I'm giving you for game one is pretty close to where your starting lineup is for game 54, 55, 56 when you get down there at the, at the end of the season. This I've said it before, I'll say it again. This non-conference schedule is designed to win games and to have momentum when conference play starts the weekend of March 15th when you bring in the defending national champions, the LSU Tigers, uh, to Diddy Noble. If state is is you know I, I forget the exact number of games I think it's eighteen if if they are fifteen and three fourteen you know sixteen and two they're fine they're fine it's baseball you're going to lose some games they play Southern Miss in there they could easily lose the Golden Eagles uh, they play a couple teams down in Biloxi they could they could lose too but these weekend series are designed for you to sweep so if I'm just going to go ahead and tell you that if we get to March fifteenth and Mississippi State already has five losses. Well, if you're thinking about a vacation at the end of May, you can feel free to pull the trigger on that because you don't have to worry about uh, postseason baseball. But if they're 16 and two, they're 15 and three, something like that, when they play LSU, you know they'll probably drop the series to LSU. They haven't won a series against the Tigers in Starkville in over a decade, so I mean I don't I'm not expecting much there. But you you can still be okay with that. So the, the state's problem these last two years is they have piled up losses in the non-conference. They can't afford to do that this year. They got to win those games and then give it everything they've got to try to get to 13 wins, uh, 14 wins in conference play. That's the magic number. If you get to 13 or 14, you should be okay. But we'll see. We'll see about that. We're gonna talk a little football when we come back. Some potential scheduling news, maybe. I don't know if it is or not. But I want to get your thoughts on it. You can hit me on the ceasefire text line 601-879-4395. Moving the Egg Bowl off of Thanksgiving. It seems like we talk about it every day, every year, so let's talk about it right now. We'll do that when we come back. This is Thunder and Lightning Live, brought to you by Visit Vicksburg. sure and check out thunder and lightning on super talk mississippi i am absolutely and completely thunderstruck you take the midnight subway train you call another shot you strip for lightning you're in the club A very metal tribute to love tonight here on Thunder and Lightning. Compliments of Rhino down there in Studio X. I'm Brian Haydad. This is Thunder and Lightning. We're brought to you by the Vicksburg Convention and Vic- Visitors Bureau. Visit Vicksburg, the key to the South. I like that. Uh, I like that little slogan there. Hey, uh, coming up, one of Vicksburg's greatest events on March 4th, the 45th annual Run Through History at the Vicksburg National Military Park. 10K run starts at 8:30 a.m. The 5K walk begins at 849. 
Not 848. You show up at 840, and you show up at 851, nah, get out. No, sir, 849, $30 entry fee. And, of course, there's a post-race party at the Vicksburg Hampton Inn and Suites. Just across the street features uh, beer, which is always a good thing to feature, soft drinks, hot dogs, refreshments, and live music entertainment by The Chill. That's open to all race entrants, volunteers, and their guests. Uh, awards will be presented to the top male and female finishers uh, at 10.30 a.m. And there's another after-race party at 2 at Tony's Grill and Seafood Market with a crawfish boil and live music. A lot going on! And, of course, it's the run-through history, so if you've never done that, if you're a runner here in this state, you're missing out. A great run through uh, through the Vicksburg National Military Park, so it's cool. It's scenic. And uh, you can check that out. Hey, speaking of uh, cool uh, traditional things, yeah, the Egg Bowl on uh, Thanksgiving. Traditional or not, however you want to look at it, there are some people who tell you it's not that traditional, and some people tell you that it is. Um, but that being said, that's where it is right now. And now, and I say, I say, you know, let me let me back up a little bit. It's not where it is right now because the schedules that were released a few months ago, or I guess back in uh, in December, yeah, I guess that is a few months ago now, uh, had the Egg Bowl for Saturday, November the thirtieth. That happens to be my birthday, so I'm, I'm kind of hopeful that. That doesn't happen. I don't want that to happen. When we talked about it on Sports Talk Mississippi, Richard Cross said that his sources made it pretty clear that he thought that from an Ole Miss, because the game is in Oxford, that that game would be moved to Thanksgiving. And that Ole Miss actually released a uh, an alumni calendar that had the game on Thanksgiving. So, we say all that to say that recently, Texas Athletic Director Chris Del Conte was at a fan forum or something, some sort of Q&A, and was asked the question about playing Texas A&M every year. As you know, you know, this year Texas and Texas A&M play at the end of the season, but we have no guarantees of what the schedule is going to look like beyond this season. Uh, so he, he made it clear. He's like, obviously we'd like to play them every year, and if I had my way, we'd move the game back to Thanksgiving. You might recall that Texas-Texas A&M was a big Thanksgiving Day game um, when they were in the Big 12 together. So it begs the question, obviously, here in this state, does that mean that the Egg Bowl will be moved off of Thanksgiving? You know, I, what I've, no, I've I've talked about this, I talked about it earlier on the, on the Sports Talk Mississippi, that it feels like everybody's motivation for either moving the game or keeping the game is is selfish, which is fine. I don't, I don't have a problem with that. But you can't, nobody ever says, well, logistically this makes sense and financially this makes more sense to do. It's always just like, I don't like it. I don't like it on Thanksgiving, so move it. Or it's, I love it on Thanksgiving, keep it. It's fine. I love it on Thanksgiving. I would tell you to keep it. I love the game being on Thanksgiving. You know, for me, it's not a big deal. We just move our Thanksgiving dinner to Saturday, and, and, and that's just how we work. I realize that may not be an option for everybody. I realize that that might not be something that everybody can do. But, again, that's just that's my experience for it. I would rather be able to watch college football all day on Saturday than be able to watch the NFL all day on Thursday. The turkey tastes the same whatever day I eat it on. Um, but I understand that there are people who, you know, they, they make it, uh, they make it, they make it, they can't, they can't make it. They can't make it work. So, uh, so we'll see. Dave from Ripley says, don't move it, don't move it, don't move it, move it. It's more, it's like more icing on the cake at Thanksgiving. And there are some people that feel that way, but there are some people who feel very strongly about moving it. The conference is going to do what's best for business in all instances. And just from a television standpoint, I think we can all agree, or at least we should all agree, that Mississippi State versus Ole Miss, 
doesn't draw the same number of viewers that Texas, Texas A&M would draw. You put those two games up against each other, A&M, Texas is going to win literally every time. So that that's the first step. Somebody mentioned, I think Borky was like, would the SEC do a doubleheader on Thanksgiving? All right, certainly if they're going to do that, they're not going to dilute their product by putting both games on at the same time. So now we're talking about they're going to put that one game earlier. The SEC has, has made it clear they don't mind going up against the NFL in this Thanksgiving night window. There's no way they're going to go up against the Cowboys. There's no way the SEC is going to kick off a game at the same time or around the same time that the Dallas Cowboys are airing. Certainly not Texas, Texas A&M. You'd have a revolt. That's not going to happen. So if, if they did do a doubleheader, State and Ole Miss would be the early game and Texas, Texas A&M would be the night game. But I don't think that they want to go head-to-head with the Cowboys. You just you can't win in that. And most networks would probably tell you, like, we're better off just airing, you know, a rerun of uh, – uh, of Sanford and Son than, than than going up against the Cowboys. Richard Cross made the comment about putting it on Friday. Friday feels like a fantastic compromise. Everybody gets their uh, their Thanksgiving to themselves and their family. Everybody gets that Saturday of college football, and you play a game on Friday. But in this state, that would be the North and South State semifinals for high school football, the playoffs. So that raises an issue. I think what we're figuring out here is there's no perfect solution. Somebody's going to be mad no matter what we do here. Put the game on Thursday, put the game on Friday, put the game on Saturday, put the game on Sunday. People are going to be mad. So it's going to come down to business. My thought process is what's best for business is to put thanks, is to put Texas, Texas A&M there. So you probably end up with the Egg Bowl back on Saturday. But by that same token, there will probably be some years where Texas Texas A&M is a monster game, like right up there with the, the Iron Bowl and 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 uh, you know I, I don't know if LSU and Oklahoma is going to be your season-ending game every year, but along those lines, right? So you know ABC is going to want that game on a Saturday for their big window at some point. So I I don't know if you want to keep that flexibility there. Whereas Mississippi State Ole Miss and Ole Miss fans, cover your ears when I say this part. But year in, year out, that game is not going to have the stakes that Texas-Texas A&M is. And I feel like if State and Ole Miss are playing each other, maybe one of those teams has an opportunity to go into the playoff. Certainly this year that would be Ole Miss. A&M and Texas could legitimately have two teams playing for a playoff spot or two teams that are both going to be in the playoff and you're getting an early preview of it, something like that. Assuming I'm making an assumption that Mike Elko gets things going there. I think he will. Maybe not this year, but eventually. So I don't know. The other news that came out of that was that Del Conte kind of made it clear that uh, the SEC is looking to go to the nine-game schedule in 2026. And that kind of lines up with something I, some things that I've heard from, from various sources, that the SEC would like to keep next year's schedule the same as this year's. In other words, just flip everything. So State this year is at home with Florida, Arkansas, A&M, and Missouri. They're on the road with Ole Miss, Tennessee, uh, Georgia, Texas. Flip it. Next year, State would host Georgia, Texas, Tennessee, and Ole Miss, which would be the most incredible home schedule State may have ever had. Do you put that with uh, what three of your non-conference games that would be at home next year? You'd have, uh, I don't know the, the two of them, but I know one of them would be Arizona State. That's that's a really solid home schedule. You'd sell a lot of season tickets. Um, 
and then you go into 2025, and then you have to do the nine, you do nine games. Um, and I guess that would probably be a a one eight, might be a three six. You know, the biggest the biggest opponent to the one eight was Nick Saban. Well, he's gone now, so you know Alabama doesn't have that same stroke that it had in in years past. Um, and then you know you ask the question: Does the SEC keep the the uh, the non conference Power Five requirement if you're going to nine games? One of the reasons they've had that requirement was because they were only playing eight conference games. They wanted to have one more quality opponent on the schedule. Would that be the case? If they, if they make you keep the non the Power 5 non-conference game, I mean, you go ahead and if you want to look at the 2020, I guess I we're talking about the 2026 schedule for Mississippi State, I'm almost positive that that's already uh, set as far as your non-conference games, and it is. State's already scheduled to play Louisiana Monroe at Minnesota, Troy and Tennessee Tech. That's an that's an FCS school. So if you play nine conference games and you're going to play three non-conference, somebody's getting bought out of this. And then if you keep the Power Five, you've narrowed it down to ULM or Troy. I don't think State would buy the FCS game out. They're going to want to keep that. It's an easy win, and there is something. There is a a, a nature of of doing good for the FCS programs by giving them those checks. Um, so it becomes the state cancel on ULM, or do they cancel on Troy? Uh, if you asked me, I would cancel on Troy. It's a better program than ULM, but that's one of the questions that Zach Selman's going to have to answer in the coming weeks. So I don't know when we're going to get any clarity on this. It certainly isn't going to be today or tomorrow, but it's just something fun to talk about uh, as we go on. So, All right, we'll wrap things up when we come back on a very uh, fun Wednesday evening. Glad you guys are spending it with me. This is Thunder and Lightning live here on Super Talk Mississippi. We're brought to you by Visit Vicksburg. Mississippi. Listen up! There is a storm coming! Thunder and Lightning, live here on Super Talk Mississippi. We're brought to you by Visit Vicksburg, uh, February 23rd and 24th at the Mississippi uh, Sport at the Sports Force Park on the Mississippi. The Heinz Juco Classic Softball Tournament. Twelve of the top junior college teams uh, from soft, uh, softball teams from around the southern United States will converge on Vicksburg for a really cool tournament there at the Sports For Force Park. I've talked about that facility before. It's really, really nice. One of the top uh Top sports parks here in the South, or in, I'm sorry, in the state of Mississippi. So check that out uh, the weekend of February 23rd and 24th. Ah, speaking of softball, Mississippi State softball off to a 6 0 start, had a couple of no hitters the first weekend, and then yesterday got a doubleheader sweep of the University of Louisiana, who were ranked 23rd in the nation 
coming in. So a good start for the softball uh, Diamond Dogs. We'll see how that goes. Also got some news on the NFL front, or the, I guess the college football front. Front Four Bulldogs headed to Indianapolis for the 2024 uh, NFL Combine. Buki Watson, uh, Jaden Crumity, DeCamrion Richardson, who, uh, as we all know, pulled the plug on the potential Ole Miss transfer, decided to go straight uh, to the NFL. And Tulu Griffin. Tulu had a really good showing at the East-West Shrine game. He showed off the speed. And that's what's – if you said who is, which of these four guys is going to get drafted the highest, Griffin is my choice because he's going to do something at the combine that nobody else in that group can do. And that's, he's probably going to run like a 4-3-5 or better. And he's got the speed, and that's just the one thing you can't coach. Um, I think I, – I fear that we're going to look up in a couple of years and go, man, they really underused that guy. They had that guy on the roster, and they couldn't get him the ball. Uh, I feel like that's going to be the case with Tula Griffin. Buki Watson probably be a, a day three pick, a late pick, uh, a guy who I, I love, a very talented, but you know, how does he translate to the next level? Crumity and DeCamrion, we'll see. We'll see how it goes with them. If they have a good combine, maybe they can shoot up some draft boards. Um, but otherwise, it's it's uh, Griffin though for me is a, a guy who I think for sure has got a chance to uh, to be maybe a day two pick. Brian, Carolina plus 11.5 versus Auburn. Is that fishy? Uh, where is that game? Is it at Auburn? Let me, let me have a look here. South Carolina. My, my first thought is that it's fishy because I think South Carolina is better than, uh, than that. I think, yeah, South Carolina, yeah, Auburn, it's at Auburn. That is a tough, tough place to play. The jungle, uh, the, the Auburn is very, very good. Um, but that's a lot of points. I, I think you could probably, Take Carolina there. They may not win, but they may not win, but they 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 should be able to cover that. And that does feel a little fishy. That's I feel like South Carolina is just not getting any respect. They're nine and two in the conference. They're not for their first in the conference. If the tournament was today, the SEC tournament, they'd be the one seed. Gotta give them some more love. Uh, from our previous discussion from the six six two, love it on Thanksgiving, but would be even better on Friday. I think wanted to be later in the day. That's, the, the the high school thing is interesting because could you move those games? Could you move them to uh, Saturday? I don't know. I like the idea of a Friday of a Black Friday Egg Bowl. And again, I definitely I'm just telling you right now that at that point, Sports Talk Mississippi's got to do what they got to do. We got to be on site for that game. There's because here's the thing: I'm going to be we're going to be there anyway, right? Like. Cross and I would be at the Egg Bowl. If it's in Starkville, he'll come here. If it's in Oxford, I would go there. Might as well just have the show there, right? Might as well try to. Could we get a college game day kind of situation? I think that could be fun. Hopefully, that can. Hopefully, that can. That can be the case. I don't know. Off to Pearl River Resort. Good luck. I I make no. You, I take no responsibility if that goes south. Zero. Don't come back on this text line griping at me. About how uh, how things didn't go wrong. I'm just telling you what I think. I promise you, you make more money fading me than yeah. Denny and Floyd would put the house on Auburn. Yeah, fade. Hey, Dad. Fade, Dad. Can we make that a thing? That could be something we could we could come up with. Fade, Dad. And uh, I'll give you my pick, and you feel free to go against it, and we'll see how it goes. I might. That's what I might start doing here come football season. I'll just give you a pick and tell you what I think, and we'll track that. That might be worth doing. Got the thumbs up. I'm just telling you, I, I wish you luck. I want you to win, but I promise you, I'm, I'm not the guy 
I'm not the guy for that. So we shall see. All right, opening weekend for Mississippi State baseball. Hopefully, you're headed up to Starkville this weekend. Huge sports weekend. We finally got everything going on. Now we got basketball. We got baseball. Uh, four o'clock, four o'clock, one o'clock are your starting pitch times, and of course, a one o'clock tip at the hump. Uh, taking on Arkansas. And on, and Sunday, big game for me, Mississippi State at Ole Miss in the Pavilion for women's basketball. I need it. If I don't want to be wearing red and blue at the Palmer Home Radiothon, I need this one. I need Coach Purcell. If you're listening, Sam, I'll talk nice about you. Please get that win so I can I can avoid that the shame that I put Richard Cross through a season ago. I need that win, and I need Jans on uh, on Wednesday of next week, and then we're, we're, we'll just worry about baseball as it happens. We'll see. Guys, have a great day, great Valentine's Day. Hope you and uh, the ones you love are enjoying each other's company. Me and Rhino certainly have. For Rhino down there in Studio X, I'm Brian Haydad. Thanks for listening to Thunder and Lightning Live here on Super Talk Mississippi. Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.